Hi, so I'm Robin Fenner. I am founder of Maxwell's Playbook, which is a community that um, is designed to empower and inspire women in all facets of their lives. And one of the things that we focus on because of that is fitness and wellness. And with me today is my better half, my husband of over 40 years, Rudy Fenner, who has trained people (laughs) for probably half of that time. And um, knows a little bit about uh, things that you can do to kind of get started with um, your fitness program routine. And one of the things that, one of the reasons that I wanted to bring this forward right now, especially, is first of all, it's great to do it as just part of your lifestyle. But second second of all, because of COVID and the fact that we know that people who um, might not be in the best shape um, and people in communities of... um, color, people who may be on frontline jobs who may not have always had a fitness routine are often um, more affected by this um, virus. And we want to get everybody healthy. We want to bring, get everybody all, you know, all rising, all boats, what, all rising, rising tides lift all boats. There you go. Yeah. So um, I'm, I asked him to come and share some things, um, especially for someone who might just be getting started with a fitness program or just thinking about it because I was in that position about 10 years ago, well, more than 10 years ago, really, because I tried to do it and I just wasn't having it. And he tried to get me to do it and I definitely wasn't having it from him because you know how wives and husbands don't always listen to each other? No. <laughs> I admit it. I Who admit it. <laughs> I admit it. But um, I eventually came around. And uh, I'm really happy that I did. And so I just want to share that with everybody else and, and hope that you too can, you know, have a better and healthier life. So I'm going to let you kind of kick it off with this fitness roadmap that he's kind of come up with. And this is like part one of a series. So you're going to be hearing about this over several of our sessions. Uh, but we're going to get started now with just talking about um, kind of the mindset and what's your why and kind of how to get into it because I have had to deal with that. So, first, we are not going to do this with your version of the story of fitness and how I got started because I have to give the Rudolph version after you gave the Robin version. So, I got into fitness because I went to the gym when our first daughter was born. I did not want my daughter to see me out of shape. I don't know what that came from. I did that and I did an eye exam. Two things that have nothing to do with having a kid, but they, they were big effects on me i joined the gym and you told me if you're going to be at a gym that much you need to bring money back because just going (laughs) to the gym is not i mean that's fine but you're you're not bringing anything back you're benefiting but we you're not benefiting yes and and i and i got involved in personal (laughs) training and when i got involved in personal training um my background had been an athletic background i was a um child raised in the 60s 70s we lived outside we we didn't know there was no such thing as a video game we were outside kids we were always active outside when i met you i just continued with those outside activities um i remember the progression i become a personal trainer i work year 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 personal trainer and i said hey why don't you come on come to the gym with me (laughs) and you said no actually no that's not how it happened what you said was oh you were out there with the beautiful people today that's exactly right and you called us the beautiful people and you basically mocked you mocked the gym crowd i did because that was my perception it was always right 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 and so i said why don't you come on and, and join us in the gym so so when robin 
refers to a fitness roadmap, what you are talking about is the educated version of Rudolph because uneducated version, I just grabbed you by the hand and said, come on, let's just go in the gym. And I did nothing to prepare you. I basically introduced you into failure. It, it was doomed from the start. I, we had not established, you said a why. We had not established a why. We had not established a reason. There were just people who of, were all varieties of characters in the gym. And this was a gym in the, what, this was maybe the 80s, I guess. Yeah, uh, I was in World 80s. Gym yeah. in the mm-hmm. 80s as a mm-hmm. trainer. And um, there were incredibly, extraordinarily conditioned people. And it was peacocks it was all sorts of people who for somebody who was um uh, uh, who was not naturally athletic who was not naturally interested in fitness like you you walked in the environment like who are these people yeah. and, and and you had an attitude they had an attitude my only prescription was come on let's just start let's keep working and it was doomed. It well, was know, absolutely doomed. I'll never forget that bike class you were teaching mm. then. And you invited me to come to the bike class. I said, okay, I'll come to the bike class. And I got on the bike, and it was like 20 minutes into the class. I'm like, you know, I'm not doing this. This is very uncomfortable. I'm out. And I left the class, which I understood later was supposed to be kind of a no-no. Um, oh, 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 wait. I'm, I am. <laughs> I am the dude. <laughs> <laughs> I am like the the one of the most celebrated trainers in the gym. I'm one of the most loved cycle instructors. My wife comes to my class of maybe 20 bikes. And she just says, no. And she just rolls right on up. And the whole class is like, oh, oh, Mr. Great Trainer. Oh, 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 uh, oh, 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 um, uh, oh wise man of the bikes um (laughs) you have a problem (laughs) now what happens when she mounts a mutiny like that and there are 90 percent women in the class everybody just says "Ooh, okay can't wait till tomorrow's class (laughs) so yeah i didn't come back it was right you didn't come back i I had to go back so it was it was quite a moment for me (laughs) but but anyhow i was done but yeah and so so a lot of that was uh, again i had not prepared you i was a i was a in my mind a celebrated trainer but in my reality i was not a good trainer because i did not understand someone walking into a room completely new in a room of people who were all experienced and who are long-time participants i did nothing to prepare you for that experience but you know what it was also kind of on me because just as an individual i you know, no one can depend completely on someone else for what they decide to do or not do. And I didn't really didn't think about. And so I'll just advance a little bit now that I have been doing this a little bit more. I know it really matters. Um, you know, the mindset really matters and why you decide to do what you do. And I didn't have that then. I yeah. wasn't even thinking about it. I was just thinking about, okay, I should just go get in shape. I should go work so, out. But so, I wasn't thinking about why. But I do what. think what contributed to that, you establishing a why... And you having a better place mentally was I'd had a number of years of experience in between those uh, times. And I became smarter at introducing you to the environment. Um, I mean, and this isn't what this show is, but I was actually a better husband then than I was back then. I was just uh, we're going to the store. 
never explaining why, never explaining this, never explaining that, never. Get, and when we went to the se- did we did it the second time, I did a lot more to prepare you, even to the point that I did a better job of. I said, listen, and I don't know whose idea this was to come into the gym and just hang out with me. And just later come on, in, the second time around? Yeah. I think because you were teaching, and I decided, okay, I'll go to the gym. I'll get on the treadmill. I can do that. So I would get on the treadmill, treadmill and walk. And I would walk and walk and, and walk. so you slowly and, introduced into the environment that, that way. That environment. And it was a smaller gym. And what I liked about it, this particular gym, it was Elite Fitness Concepts. And I liked it because um, the, most of the people there were kind of in our age group. So you didn't feel like you were right, right. Uh, kind of with a bunch of people who were doing things you couldn't, there's no way you could do. So you right. kind of saw them doing it and you, I felt that, oh, I can do that. And I gradually got interested in more um, activities within the right. gym. And then... <laughs> Now, yeah. and, and, and let, me, let me go back to, to the, the whole, the fundamental question of why. I, I, I had had conversations. I had been, uh, and I just felt like this was sort of almost like an epiphany from God. I could not be Mr. Olympia and my wife is at home eating cookies. That wasn't acceptable because I felt like that was selfish of me. Not about you, but that meant I was wrapping all of myself and all of my time in me and my fitness. And I, and I remember having conversations where we talked about, I have to, and I've had these, I had, I've had similar conversations with, with friends and associates. I want people to grow with me. I don't want to be the only fit guy when I'm 90 years old. I don't want to be the only guy that can go swimming, the only guy that can go for long walks. I'm carrying as much of the crowd with me as I can. And I had started before I really, before we, you and I really engaged, I had uh, created a t-shirt and the t-shirt was called Club 60. And Club 60 had to do with the fact that 40% of America at that time was was uh, clinically obese. Club 60 were the people who had vowed to not become obese. And we'd be, we, we gonna, we had decided to commit ourselves to a certain level of fitness. And if I was doing that with people in a gym, there's no way I couldn't do it with the people that I live with. And so from that, you and I talked more about it. And we talked about ways to walking you in and, and, and moving you in. And your why became, be, began to become uh, established. We didn't call it your why at the time. Um, I wasn't I wasn't exposed to Eric Thomas who who on social media is like the 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 uh hip hop pastor and he talks about why in athletic terms. I did not have a person who spoke to and used those words, but we were establishing your why and we really didn't call it that. I don't think we knew it in that way. You're right. Right. Yeah. And so we framed it better. We learned more, but your why became as you walked and you had you had knee issues, you had uh g- you genetically just your genetics needs have been issues in your families for years in your family for years um you were doing what every human being does every human being is going to lose bone mineral content and muscle fiber and gain weight that is a normal part of the aging process unless we do something to retard that process when we went back in the second time we were more strategic. We were more thoughtful about that why. And and you were experiencing what every human experiences. You were beginning to gain weight. I was not because I was active and I was running like a squirrel. So my life was not reflecting your life. We're eating and we're not ha- we're not being affected the same way by what we eat. You started to walk, and when you started to walk, you started, I think, experiencing none of the things that you experience now, but you experienced these little breakthroughs. It was just like little things that were happening where the next day the walking wasn't as hard. Right. And then I think you eventually started to lift. 
before you got into the cycle class with me. I can't remember what your pattern was. Actually, what happened was I was walking. I was doing a really great job walking on the treadmill. And I felt so good one day. I said, oh, I'm going to run. So I started running and I pulled this muscle in my leg, in my thigh. And I, it took me four months for that to heal because I could barely move with that. So part of my recovery from that was to use the recumbent bike in the gym. So that's how I started on biking. So I got on the recumbent bike and from where that was positioned, I could just see into that class where he was teaching everybody how to spin, the spin bikes, standing, riding and all that kind of stuff. And I watched them for a while and I said, uh, I'm going to try that. I think I can do that. So I had you to give me a little private lesson one day when nobody was around so I could see how that felt because, you know, 20 years earlier, I had that horrible bike and I wanted to see how it felt. It's much better now than it used to be. Had bike padding, found out I needed to get bike shorts, which I didn't know before. Um, but anyway, um, when I tried that and I said, you know, I, th- I think I can do this. Even, and I think by then you were teaching in a different way. You had said, you know, if you can't do exactly what the class is doing, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You start and you start doing something mm-hmm. and then you catch up and you can, you know, mm-hmm. go along with the, the rhythm. But anyway, so I started doing that and that's when I joined the class and, you know, moved on from and, there. And, that, and that, that, came, that actually, again, it's, it's just we're really drilling way down into the why. But I think it's important because I think everybody needs to understand <clears throat> at, at this point, at 62, and I won't, I won't say we're 62, I'm 62. <laughs> yes, you are. Your, your physical conditioning is fascinating for someone that's 62. Thank you. 15, 20 years ago, it's almost like we didn't have as much of an appreciation for the fitness level and the things that we're fighting and the obstacles that we're overcoming. And we are all overcoming the exact same obstacles, which is that's just so incredibly bizarre. We're all fighting the same fight, although we pretend and we think sometimes we, we're delusional that it's unique. When you came in that gym, my thinking had matured to a point that I never thought in terms of the heights of fitness. I thought always in terms of the lows of fitness. And I had had enough people to come through to experience to experience them coming to the gym and their assignment with me was to just come to the gym. And I said, what did you, they would say, what do I do? I said, I don't care. I said, I want you to come to the gym at this time every day for five days. Just come here. What do I do? I, I really don't care. I, I'm not being facetious. I really don't care. I just want you in the space. I want you to get used to being in the space. And I had people to come in who would come into class and I would have them in a bike in a corner. I would purposely put them aside where they were comfortable because they didn't want to be out front. And I would tell them, I don't care what tempo you ride at. I don't care. I just need you to get up on the seat and pedal at whatever casual pace you want to pedal at. By the time you came in, that was my thinking. And so now your why is established because you had established enough on that treadmill to know that even with an injury and something that put you on the side, getting back was important because something was going on that you needed to get back in. And so you almost had to have your, your, your why was to advance and increase and, and, and better yourself physically. Your why became even greater once you start seeing evidence of that and you started seeing signs that even injury no, that cannot prevail. We must overcome that injury and we must get back in it because something is going on when I do that. And at that point, you started to learn and understand your body is constantly adjusting. You walk, it gets used to the walk. Okay, you need to walk faster. Okay, you're walking faster, it gets used to that. You need to walk farther. Okay, you're faster and you're farther. Now it needs to be longer. But whatever you gave it, you started noticing that your body would say, oh man, this is so hard. Okay. <laughs> And so you quickly started to learn, oh, 
Oh, wait, wait, wait. So we're playing a game here. And that is physically what we go through. And learning, that's what all of these these big words of periodization and these cycles and all of these fitness words people use. All it is is just working, uh, working with your body and responding to how it responds. But your why was clearly established. I am better when I'm doing this physically. My day's different. We were really into, at that time, our kids were... Um, middle school, high school, and when we went to Disney, we rolled hard. And if you mm-hmm. rolled up into Disney with this crowd, you were leaving limping. You were <laughs> tired. You came home from the vacation and you had to take off because you were not ready for anything. And you noticed as those as the, as time progressed, your trips down to to Disney weren't quite the same anymore. You were ro- you were rolling with the kids. Kids looking, like, hey, hey, can we get something to eat? Can we can we take that? And so. Your, your quality of life began to change and your experiences physically began to change. And so your why was becoming more established. And I think the real message in that is this. We have we have worked with an experienced um, being 20 pounds overweight, being deconditioned. We've had friends and associates who were 50 pounds overweight and deconditioned. I've known people personally who have been 100 pounds overweight. And their why wasn't clear until a little bit of weight got shaved off. Until a little bit of motion and everything changed. Every functioning system in their body started to function better. As opposed to all of the pills and all of the prescriptions and all of the things that we have. Because we're trying to make things move uh, pharmaceutically. We find that the body is this amazing machine that's trying to heal and recycle and recalibrate all the time. But it needs blood. It needs lymph fluid. It needs all of the things that happen when we move. It needs air. All of those things happen when we just go for walks, long walks. And when that stuff starts to happen, this weird healing process starts to take place. And all of a sudden, the things that we need in medication and medicine and this helping out. We don't need it anymore. Yeah, I want to go. That's what you experience. And I want to go back just a moment, just because um, when you say talk about the why, and we were talking earlier about the why and your mindset being related. Um, I found that um, once I started going, it didn't take long for a habit to be formed. Mm. And once you're in that habit, just like any other habit you might have, you kind of keep that habit going. This is a healthy habit, so it's a good thing. Um, what I did have to get used to, because you were just talking about the kids being at a certain age, is um, deciding that I was going to take the time for me. Mm. Because that is really hard, and I think it's um, sometimes harder for women, mm. uh, or whoever you know the caretaker may be. Um, families sometimes now are have, you know, share more of those responsibilities than they may have you know, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. But um, deciding that I was, I was worth it, I'm, I was taking the time. If it's 30 minutes, I mean, if you've got an Apple Watch, you know you get that green ring when you've done 30 minutes. So you just need 30 minutes. Just start with 30 minutes, okay? So that's not that much time out of the day for yourself to decide that I'm going to do something for me that's going to make me feel better. It puts me in a better mood to deal with whatever it is that's coming up. Um, I'm going to look better. My clothes will fit better. Um, I'm going to have more fun. I can move better. But taking that 30 minutes was um, something that I had to really... Well, it was more than 30 minutes, I guess, initially, maybe. But but it's just but taking that time, whatever it may be, um, no matter where you are and what you're doing in life, you can take a walk. 
You can walk the stairs. You can break that time up during the day. It doesn't have to be 30 solid minutes, but you can just start with that. So, so let me dovetail off of that because this, is, this is fantastic the way this has flowed. I, I didn't have this written down and we're moving in this great direction. <laughs> so once the why is established, then the reality of life sets in. Right. So this is the fitness challenges. This is the pass or fail exam that occurs for everybody when they start down this road. <clears throat> so we know the why. We, okay, we got that. We, we understand all the why. We got all that. And all of these things start to occur. What's available to me? Where am I going to do this? Uh, how much time do I have? One of the examples that I've always used and, I, and it stuck with me was as a trainer, I'm, I have a guy comes in and he's so excited. He's just so stoked about working out. And I said, okay, tell me what you want to do. He said, I want to do a five-day split. Man, I would consider competing at some point. And he goes on and on. He's really excited. And I said, okay. Um, so let me just ask a few things. Let's, let me get a little background. Let me just get a feel for how we would need, need to go here. Um, do you have any kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many kids you got? Four. Ooh. How old are they? Well, the oldest one's about seven. I just did a little math in my head. Four kids and the oldest one is seven. Okay, that's a busy day. Do you do you work full time? Yes, yes, I work full time. What do you do? Construction. Okay, now I'm looking at a matrix here in my mind while I'm talking and I'm like, four kids, construction job, five days a week working out. Hmm. Okay. Not reality. Right. For him. And yeah. so for him, we needed to recalibrate. Mm -hmm. And so for everyone, we need to do the same thing. Now that we've established the why, what are the dynamics that we now have to work with? What is our reality of time? My, my, the, the vast majority of people that I trained were women. And this was, I'm sure this was God, because at that point I was really tuning into you. And there was so many messages for people that I had and for women, especially. And I always told women, if you cannot find an hour, forget 30 minutes, an hour out of every day. I will come to your house. We will paint the signs together and we will pick at your family and we will boycott. We will cut meals off. We will do whatever we have to do. Give me my hour. That's if right. y'all can't figure out what to eat and I got to be the human sacrifice. And, and I've said this in our, in our society, not just in America, but in the world, we have this tendency to just be we, we have an ability in us. It's, it's not all men. I won't say all oh, some. We can be life sucking machines. We will not leave you any time. We will not leave you anything. And then we'll lose our minds and complain about what the result of that is. I can't believe you're getting that big. There's actually guys that make that comment after making you do nothing for yourself for 20 years. Uh, so. And that's why women have to have that right. for themselves. They and have so, to think and they have to have their own I just want, I just and, wanted and to, I just wanted to, I, I'm a little, it. I'm a little more emotional about that than you are. I feel like you have to take it and mm -hmm. you, and you have to demand that time. You have to create that block. And once you create that block, now we look at the resources. What are the resources available? Uh, we are, we are incredibly blessed people. I started training people in the house here in the house and I have a full function in gym. I have one of the, I consider one of the nicest gyms in North, in North Virginia right here. Um, that's not everybody's deal. What we'll do in time when we, as some of these sessions, these conversations occur, we'll get down in the gym, not to show you the gym, but to talk about how simple not having a gym working out is. Mm -hmm. Because now in the days of bands, kettlebells, uh, exercise slides, ab rollers, there are things that you can get that will cause you to sweat profusely for $12. 
So you don't have to be rich. And some of my workouts in the morning, if I have a very limited amount of time, some of my best workouts occur in a bathroom in an area that's maybe two feet wide. Right. I'm a small person and that helps. But what you can do is not that complicated if you really want to do this. And so as you continue to create this deal that you're talking about, we establish a why. We establish a um, what's available to me. You might have a gym. I mean, excuse me, post-coronavirus, we don't know what the fitness world is going to look like. Mm-hmm. I've seen pods. I've seen all sorts of things out there that people are possibly considering. But it's not what it used to be. I think that's safe. For now. Let's hope that everything. Let's, ho- let's hope so. Yes. But I need you to work out today. Right. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I can't wait to find out what it's going to be. So we need to assess what we have, assess what we have access to, assess what time we have and put together a plan. And that's the next thing in this whole process is, OK, now that we understand why we're doing it, we understand um, we've taken time and we've made it allocated time. And we've if we've we've created the space to do it. Now, the question begins to revolve around. OK, so now what? OK, so that's a good spot. Maybe to take a break and stop for this time around because you talked a little bit about mindset and what's your why and what we really want everyone to think about and start doing is thinking about that for yourself. Maybe jot that down. And then um, the next time we'll start talking about how to really get started. You're going to talk a little bit about um, seeing your doctor. Oh. And knowing, kind of you know, assessing the, the health parameters. You know, where, where's your health status right now? Because we don't want you starting to do lots of things and then find out you know maybe you shouldn't do that maybe you should do something else instead and kind of find out what's in your family histories and all that can can i ask this Mm -hmm. i'm not sure what your what your what your intent was but i I am excited and always interested in engaging people so if you have a way and it's funny i should have talked to you talked to you my wife (laughs) the host of the show about this before we talk but if there's a way for people to communicate back absolutely to send questions, and, and yes. if you don't agree, I, I, I love I love educational dialogue. Is what I call it. I don't call it conflict or disagreement. Yes. It's educational dialogue. If something I'm saying doesn't make sense, I would love to hear about it. Yes, please. If you have questions or comments, I guess, um, please give us a, a shout. Um, just send us a note to Robin at MaxwellsPlaybook.com, and we will definitely uh, read what you send in, and we'll be addressing it on future episodes of uh, the Fitness Roadmap. How about that? Okay. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing all of your background and information and helping beautiful people, people who are around and listening to us to get started. Absolutely. Look forward to it. Okay.